0: Hey everybody listening to Does It Suck, a podcast where we watch movies that everybody says is terrible and decide if they're right. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. And I'm
1: Stefan. And boy do we have a a doozy of a movie for you guys this week. (laughs) Oh yes. So this week we're going to watch The Happening, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, It was made in 2008 and starring Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and John Leguizamo.
2: Just so you have an idea of what this movie is about, um, uh, can, can, I, can I just give away the, the twist right away to, to begin?
0: Yeah, why not? All right.
2: <laughs> well, okay, so to give you an idea of what this movie is about, uh, most importantly, here's the twist. I'm going to tell it to you right now. The twist is that everyone is getting, being forced to kill themselves by the trees, I don't know, is there any better way to put it than that?
0: Nope, that's what happens in this movie. (laughs) Okay, so... So, the movie begins with a happening. People in New York City start killing themselves. We cut to Philadelphia, where Mark Wahlberg
2: is a very handsome, but unconvincing high school uh, science teacher. Uh, He's married to Zoe Deschanel. Mark Wahlberg and Zoe and uh, Johnny L, um, (laughs) as we like to call him, um, get on a train to Harrisburg. Very quickly they end up stranded in the middle of nowhere
0: and sort of left to their own devices as things are shutting down around them. And it's sort of unclear what's happening, but lots of people are dying, especially in major cities, and they head out into the countryside to try and survive whatever
2: is happening. And then eventually, as more and more happening happens, Uh, people in smaller and smaller groups are possessed by this weird thing that makes them want to commit suicide in very creative ways, uh, and (coughs) it's kind of the story of Marky and Zoe and Johnny L's daughter, uh, escaping the wind, which carries this poison that makes people kill themselves.
0: (coughs) I think the wind which carries the
2: poison is a much better name for the movie than the happening. Yeah. So, this movie came out in two thousand eight, and it was at a very crucial point in M. I. Chamalan's career um, because he gained uh, mainstream success with um, the Sixth Sense, which is like one of tw- has one of the most famous twists in movie history. The Sixth Sense was a huge hit,
0: probably too big of a hit. For *M. Night Shyamalan*, um, I think *Newsweek* called him the next Spielberg, Ooh. which was just really a tough thing to call a guy who's made one movie and wrote *Stuart Little*. Um, <laughs> and it, you know, in his next few film movies, did fairly well and were fairly well received. And
2: they, they, but they started, I think, to sort of precipitously fall off. It was it was kind of he had reached the point where with the kind of the failure of *The Lady in the Water*, where this movie the success of this movie would kind of determine people's opinion of him in a much more long-term way, I think.
0: And and, to, you know, and he tried to do something different with this movie in that there's, there's no big twist at the end of The Happening, and it was his first R-rated movie. He was trying to do something different, be a little bit edgier, and was a pretty unequivocal failure in terms of critical reception and um, box office success. Um, it has a 14% on Run Tomatoes. I think it's the lowest score of any of his movies. Really? And lower than The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And, and there's After Earth. Okay. Oh, it's not, wow. so that's the thing. <laughs> it's probably not M. Night Shyamalan's worst movie, but I, it, I think the reason why we picked this movie is it, it's the beginning of
1: what made M. Night Shyamalan a joke. Just an example of that, um, I remember going to see the movie Inception in theaters and the previews came on and a preview for the movie Devil came on. Um, And it was, you know, it looked like a pretty okay horror movie, generally kind of interesting, but didn't look that great. (coughs) And people were kind of interested. And then up came on the screen from... The mind of M. Night Shyamalan and the entire theater just broke out laughing. And I just remember thinking like, wow, M. Night Shyamalan has become just like the biggest joke of, of movies.
0: Okay, so we're about to watch The Happening um, and uh, we'll give you the Cliff Notes version of uh, what, what we think and what we said during it. Um, before that happens, though, I think you should all hear what
2: Marky Mark thought about the film. Right, so a couple years after um, The Happening came out, uh, Mark Wahlberg was quoted saying, It was a really bad movie. Fuck it. It is what it is. Fucking trees, man. The plants. Fuck it. You can't blame me for not wanting to try to play a science teacher. At least I wasn't playing a cop or a crook. And with that,
0: we present The Happening. Alright, here we are. We're recording Time to watch the happening. Yay! You could say it's now happening.
2: Uh, or you could not.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> believe it. I'm, I think I'm gonna have time to finish my ice cream
2: before anything happens in this movie. Well, I mean, right, that's because you have two hours to finish your ice cream. <laughs> Stefan, shh, I don't know what happens. You don't no, know. What- wait, no, oh. it's. Uh,
0: She's killing herself. Uh, but so all those other people who froze—did they all kill themselves too? Event or should I just—I shouldn't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions.
2: Oh thank God, Marky Mark is here. Oh, I was getting so nervous. I thought he was one of those guys who jumped at the beginning of the,
0: the
1: first scene. Maybe a quick end for Marky Mark. His, be- his best friend was just like shitting on his wife?
2: <laughs>
1: with the assumption that they're getting divorced. I guess. But also, as
2: we just learned, his wife is Zoe Deschanel in the late 2000s. So, like, who would ever divorce Zoe Deschanel in the late 2000s? But also, who could be expected
0: to be in a committed relationship with Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> She's too whimsical and too free of a spirit in 2008. <laughs> to be tied down by anybody, even as handsome as Mark Wahlberg.
1: Elliot, these are our problems. I am upset. I'm going to sit alone and cool off. By the time we get there, I'll be fine. Is that okay?
2: Fine.
0: Are we not supposed to take her seriously, or is it just that I can't take Zoe Deschanel seriously?
2: No, 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 this... This movie is 110% serious.
1: I think that... It's, like, generally... (laughs) Where why people are so weirded out by it because it's not that serious.
0: So we're about fifteen minutes into the movie. Is it happening yet?
2: I don't know, but I think I think you should make sure to check in every few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's part of the problem. Is that it just it just feels it just feels in bad taste. It's like. A, just because you're hundred percent serious with the movie about people killing themselves doesn't really make it. You're still like trying to entertain folks. I don't know. That's yeah. not funny.
1: Entertaining people with suicide. <laughs> is this
0: a, this is a scene about mood rings, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. What yeah. <laughs> we're talking about mood rings
1: right now. Yep.
2: Oh, oh, this, oh, oh this oh, guy's. like, the, oh, this guy just got his arm ripped off by a lion, and it just kind of felt like Monty Python. <laughs> so, Deschanel is a terrible adult. Yeah. I wonder how she is as a real adult. Okay. She <laughs> certainly can't pretend to be one in movies. Uh,
0: Mark Wahlberg has an excellent furrowed brow. He's not wearing the sweater vest anymore, which is points against him. But his his brow is very furrowed.
2: <gasps> it's the wind. It's behind him. <laughs> Don't turn around.
0: I'd say the biggest weakness of this film so far is the background casting. Mm.
1: Really? I mean, that's the biggest weakness. Wait, what? What okay, about well, the
2: ca- what about the casting casting? All right, all
1: right.
2: <laughs> wait, is this is this a, a metaphor for something? It's, Nuclear? it's certainly a metaphor for something, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The, the thing is, the thing about this movie is that it just feels like, like how long did M. Night Shyamalan and his buddies sit around, like, having a great time coming up with ridiculous ways for people to kill themselves? Like, yeah. Like, there's no way to. Oh, oh fuck. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it just it just feels like it's just kind of fetishizing the
1: idea of like creative suicide. Yeah, cause cause it, cause it doesn't just kill them. They they like retain their motor skills. Right. And actively find a creative ways. Right. Hey, that's not a toy. It's got meaning to me. This is another scene about a mood ring. <laughs>
0: yep. Oh my god! This poor little girl just doesn't want to be in this movie
2: anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he sort of realized partway through the script that movie where the only scary thing is the wind, like, wasn't gonna wasn't gonna play out for them. So they created this like inexplicably weird lady that they meet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Plan on murdering me in my sleep. What? what? No. <laughs> is, this,
0: like, is this just padding?
2: I don't... Well, so we'll like see. So I don't remember.
0: Because <laughs> th- this movie's only 80 minutes long.
2: Wait, the movie's only 80 minutes long?
1: No, it's 90. 90. Still. With credits. With, with credits.
2: I mean, you can only run away from wind for so
1: long. There's puppets now? It's a doll. Uh. What is it? did you ah! Steal my things. No.
0: No, Mrs. Why did he think she turned into a puppet? <laughs> I mean, right.
2: Also, why, why
0: and she was just behind him the whole time. Ugh. <sighs> so additional finally changes outfits and that's the outfit they give her.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's, like, sort of what my female high school friends wore in 2008, I guess. Right,
1: but she's an adult.
2: Right. Also, it wasn't really like that. None of my friends were cool. Uh, Apologies to Stefan's high school friends. (laughs) (laughs)
0: He's
1: right, though.
2: This is another scene about a
0: mood (laughs) (laughs) ring.
1: I count three scenes about mood rings.
0: Is, do the trees sense the auras? Is that the mood ring thing? Oh. Do they, like, don't kill Mark Wahlberg because he's got his blue mood? <laughs> blue aura?
2: Yeah, wait, they survived the wind that one time. Why was that? They would be terrible parents. Yeah. <laughs> Come they, die with us.
0: That's literally what they just did. What an awful dress.
2: The, uh... The subtitle of today's episode is, uh, uh, Sam's take on fashion. <laughs> Sam
0: rags on Zoe Deschanel for 90 straight minutes. <laughs> this year, jeans and blouses, out. <laughs> Mood rings, in. in. So in. <laughs> so they survived the win
2: because of love. <laughs> I just think it's because, I mean, I think the point is that they got lucky. So it's not happening anymore. (laughs) It's not happening.
1: The happening has ended. Holy shit, that was the end of the movie. No, no, it's not over. Oh, no, it's not (laughs) over. No, no, it's (laughs) not over. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Uh, uh, Uh. Wait, interesting Mm. note. I just saw Mr. Wahlberg's chef is Paul Wahlberg. Yes. Does his brother cook for him on what? set? What that is
0: the guy.
2: That's the Wahlburgers guy. Wahlburgers guy. guy? Does and he exclusively eat Wahlburgers for the whole? No. <laughs> all I, of the I, shoot?
0: I think that he like had his brother is a chef, and so that's why they made Wahlburgers. Oh.
2: That's what I'm saying. Is like, did did Mark <laughs> Wahlberg require that the only food he ate for the entire move filming of the happening was Wahlburgers? I think this is.
0: This is. Like the genesis of Wahlburgers.
2: <laughs> him? At least something good came out of in, this movie. In, in, <laughs> instead of instead of uh, practicing his his single word phrases, he was uh, he was busy inventing a burger chain.
0: What if we put
1: more cheese on this one?
2: All right, we're back from
0: watching the happening.
1: Hi. It happened.
0: <laughs> and, and we got that joke out of the way. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Um so guys, uh that was a tough that was a tough mm. one. Um mm. I guess let's start off by uh airing our grievances. <laughs> yeah, let's let's air some grievances. Um let's talk about um the casting of this film. Mm. What worked, what didn't.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Mm
0: okay, let's just talk about what didn't <laughs> clearly most of it didn't um Liguzamo Legu- 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 leguzamo i think he he seemed fine yeah. he died early enough
2: before I could get to hate him um or really develop any opinion about his character at all
1: actually yeah yeah, he's also a relatively good actor, mm. so he would yeah it's a it's a shame he died so early, yeah and left us with uh
0: uh, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel, mm. two I'm sure lovely, lovely people. <laughs> mm. Yes, uh, Who?
2: Well, <laughs> are... no, yeah. Mark Wahlberg's not a lovely person. Right, right. Mark Wahlberg is an awful person. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I mean, he has a nice
1: body, just <laughs> like most science teachers. <laughs> And as you noted, looks great in a sweater vest. Yeah. He yeah. I I think
0: you said this during the movie. Uh he clearly did not know any of the science things that he said. <laughs> it's kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan the Barbarian, where it's just he's saying things phonetically
2: and but does <laughs> has no idea what he's actually saying or what it means. Um also I I find Zoe Deschanel as as a stay at home housewife pretty unbelievable. I like to think that in this movie, um, Night Shyamalan kind of was it was kind of like a charity case. It was like he w- he was letting these actors play these roles that they don't usually get to play. But usually they don't play them because they just
1: can't. <laughs> <play them>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that they don't play them.
0: We should. Let's just be. Okay. Get this out of the way. Okay. The Happening is an awful name for a movie. It's called The Happening because in this movie there is a happening. Something happens. Something in happens in this movie and so it's called The Happening. Yeah. It's like calling an action movie shooting.
2: Or, like, I, I don't know. It's, it, or, or a romantic comedy sex. <laughs> the sex.
0: <laughs> the sexing. <laughs> um, one of the things we talked about a lot during the movie that I don't think will make the cut, because it wasn't that funny when we said it, is this film, is it a comedy?
1: It's not probably not supposed to be a comedy, Right. Mm. I don't think so. I but I remember I saw this in theaters, and I remember like walking out and having a conversation with people I saw it with, where everyone was really unclear on that of like it took itself really seriously, but was it meant to be taken seriously by the audience?
0: I mean, the only the only thing is that we have the benefit of the passage of time, and I think if it had been intended to be like a very weird dry, awful comedy. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan would have said something by now to the effect of, guys, come on, you didn't get the joke? Like, I was, I was joking, ha ha ha. Instead, I feel like he's sort of said things that are more in line with the other thing we were talking about, of it being B-movie, or like a remake of like a 40s or 50s style B-movie. So I, I guess we should... I mean, the, the fair thing to do to this movie um and i think in general we're going to be pretty unfair to this movie <laughs> is to to give the give the film a chance and kind of talk about it as a b movie and what it, what it does towards that and how it's
2: successful towards
0: that and whether that's interesting or worthwhile at all
2: yeah so i think we were thinking specifically b movies like the sci-fi movies that had some sort of commentary or were some sort of metaphor on the Cold War and the Red Scare and communism in general. Okay, so there's
0: there's a lot of elements in here that are seem clearly to be elements of uh, like a uh, beam horror movie. Um, like the, you know, we we talk a little bit little bit about how the characters are kind of archetypes, and uh, you have the unseen villain, and sort of even the way the movie is structured and kind of padded and and uh, but but I guess the question is like. So
1: what? B movies have all of those things, but what makes them enjoyable is that they're all kind of fun and entertaining and that just doesn't seem to happen in this movie.
0: Intellectually you can say you're making this sort of movie and you're emulating this sort of style, but if it's not an like an enjoyable movie or a movie that like broadly appeals to your audience or has anything like charismatic leads, or an interesting villain, uh, then there's just the you have nothing there, and basically it's you know instead you're left with a movie moralizing about climate change.
1: Is the point though that, like as we learn later, this is about climate change. So is the point that we're killing ourselves? Is that what he's getting at? Which is just very unclear if that's the case, and you have to definitely read into it.
2: it it's like it's like simultaneously really muddled and also like so. Like, stupidly straightforward. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we should talk about maybe some of things that did work or that were kind of cool, if they exist. And I'll start. <laughs> Please. I'm I think I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> all ears, really. What, what do the, you got? There was one thing that you noted, actually, when we watched the movie, Stefan, um, was... Who, me? <laughs> you. Oh. Yeah, you. It was, while the scene itself was actually not that great, just because of the elements involved. The fact that they kind of successfully made a scene where it was believable that they were running away from the wind was actually kind of cool. Because, like, how to visualize that is pretty difficult. But, you know, using, like, long grass and trees was successful in that. And just, like, them running ahead of the line of the wind on the grass.
0: Uh, as you could tell probably from listening, I am a pretty easily startled person, um, and there, there are a few, uh, really good jump scares in this movie, um, there are a couple pretty stupid ones, um, but there are a couple I
2: thought were, were really good and, uh, expressed that loudly. Mm. When, when the old woman, like, turns into suicide mode, she's creepy, she, like, cause they do, so you do sort of get this, like, weird glossy-eyed zombie effect, and i feel like that maybe didn't get played up as well as it could have i think if it if they if he had want completely removed the aspects of trying to make it kind of like a, a little bit of a family drama and just maybe streamlined it even where it's just about like the feeling that you get as like these characters who are realizing that any minute their family or their friends or themselves could like compulsively want To commit suicide like that, I think is what would make it interesting. I guess, I guess
0: it seems like what we're getting at is that this is like a pretty unfocused movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we tried to explain the film as a B movie and a callback to like forties and fifties era horror movies, and I think we kind of failed. Um, We 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 really tried to give him. give him the, the benefit of the doubt and give him a fair shake and we kind of just, we we fucked up. And <laughs> couldn't get at we're, it. We're not but, strong enough. But, but you know, so it's like, it has this, but it definitely, it has these elements and then there's a few elements of like a, um, like a zombie film and there's like a post-apocalyptic on the road film and there's this sort of like government conspiracy angle briefly in the movie and there's it, it just makes the film feel kind of unfocused cuz none of the things really play out fully and or really work can
2: we actually can we before before we, we get too deep into this can we just just remember the scene where Mark Wahlberg talks to a bush <laughs> <laughs> a fake bush right. actually so at one point in the movie Mark Wahlberg's alone in, in a room and then there's like like sort of a medium jump, like a kind of a jump scare or like a horror moment where he realizes that there's something in the room with him, but it's a plant. <laughs> but like the biggest plants are the enemy. Mm. Um, and But then there's this whole scene where he's like trying to talk nice to the plant because he thinks that if he's nice to it, it like won't infect him. And then the end of the scene is this beat where he realizes that it's a fake plant. That scene feels like it's supposed to be funny.
1: Yeah, I think that might be the only scene that's funny on purpose. Like, I, I, yeah, I think it's a successfully comedic scene. I mean,
2: I, I, I am inclined to agree, but I also, it's like if you're trying to make a really serious movie and then you put a scene like that in the movie where that is meant to be funny, it kind of feels like it's making fun of itself a little bit. And then you're like, well, so do you realize that this movie is, is like campy and, and, People are not taking it seriously? Or, like, are you, is this like a concession that you're like giving up in trying to make a serious movie? Especially since
0: so much of the film is based on believing that Mark Wahlberg is a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, is, which is some, a thing that Mark Wahlberg struggles a lot with. <laughs> and and M. Night Shyamalan makes it easier for us to laugh at Mark Wahlberg in that scene because we find out that it's a plastic plant like, about ten seconds before he does, because there's a shot of it in the foreground, very clearly plastic, while he's
2: still continuing to, like, be a horse whisperer to the planet. <laughs> that scene feels like it's making fun of the movie mm. in the way that audiences make fun of, are making fun of the movie. <laughs> I guess the question is, how much credit do we give M. Night Shyamalan mm. here? Like, how
0: smart is this guy? Or was he just really really high the whole time because that's also distinctly possible because they talk about mood rings a lot
2: and the movie doesn't make any sense the thing is is that maybe to be intentionally contrarian that like that scene could also be an indication like maybe that scene is like the key that he knows what's going on that it's like here's a scene that treats this movie the way that audiences treat the rest of the movie, in that it's, like, supposed to be serious, but it is leading us to see that it's kind of all a joke, and Mark Wahlberg is actually an idiot.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's nice to believe that $50 million was spent on, like, a very smart, self-aware film that takes, like, a a really hard look at B-movies and makes a very loving, but also uh you know makes fun of the genre and I just I don't think that's true. I think I think a lot of money gets spent on a lot of bad movies and I think <laughs> this is one of them. Hmm. Do you guys have any final thoughts
1: before we vote? Um, no. I I'm, I'm a little sad we didn't talk about mood rings, but mm. um, but there's not much to say. There's I, there are mood rings. There's there's mood really rings weird. throughout this film. It's for... a it's a plot device. Like <laughs> you use mood rings as a plot devoi- device. I... All right guys. So it's time to vote
0: whether this movie sucks or not. Stefan, does it suck? Um, yeah, the happening sucks. Chris, does the happening suck?
1: Yes. Yes it does.
0: Sam, what do you
2: think about the happening?
1: No, does it suck? No, does it what I'm correcting <laughs> Stefan's question. <laughs> Sam, does the happening suck?
0: Yeah, this one this one really blows. Right. So that's it, guys. This is this is the our first unanimous verdict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two episodes in, we finally got one. Um, <sighs> this is this is a sucky movie. Mm. It's
1: good to be on the winning side.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yo, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the winning side, Chris. This <laughs> is Chris's first uh, correct vote. <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you, thank you. I yeah, I mean, so. I,
0: I, this wasn't really like a cliffhanger of a vote at all. I think it's very clear that um, this movie has a lot of flaws and. The reason people made fun of this movie and the reason that people avoided this movie
2: were all pretty valid reasons. Though I will say, (laughs) if you are into conspiracy theories or into believing the unbelievable, just don't forget about that scene with the plastic plant, because that could be the key to this being actually a good movie, if you believe that sort of thing. All right, so that's, uh, that's it for episode two. Uh,
0: thanks again for, for listening through all this. Somehow I had fun with this one, even though the movie was <laughs> was pretty bad. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now that we blew it and uh, didn't come up with a good sign-off. Uh, so, <laughs> May the uh, force be with you. <laughs> so uh, I thought we decided on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, episode two. That happened. I did it one last time, I'm sorry. (laughs) I could I I could I had nothing else.